comes the, here comes the, here comes the, y'all don't really worry like that, yeah, here comes the, Welcome back to the Moneyline Madness Podcast. It is episode two. My name is Steven Anderson, joined in studio again by my good friends Andrew Brucato and Matt Cherico. Boys, what is happening? What's going on, man? How are we feeling today? Very well. I'm Andrew? doing great. How are you guys? I'm vibing, man. You know, a little commute into school today, but we're here and I'm ready to talk some sports with you guys. Well, we're, th- we're going to talk about Wild Card Weekend, right? Yes, sir. Let's start it off. Uh, may as well dive into game one. First off, Wild card weekend, we have the Raiders going at the Cincinnati Bengals, Saturday, 4.30 p.m. What's your pick in this one, Steve? I tossed, I turned over this, but I like the Raiders at plus 188. If I were going to go with the over-under, I'd take the over. When both teams are at their best, they could both score. It's evident. The Bengals have the slightly better defense, in my opinion, but both rank in the lower half of the league when it comes to points per game allowed. So I'm going with the Raiders purely because of the magic it seems that they have right now. They're looking for revenge after getting spanked by the Bengals in Week 10. So give me the Raiders at plus 188 on the money line. And okay. if I were going to take the over or and under, I'd take the over. Okay. Yeah, I definitely agree that it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. I honestly, you know, I've been going for the Bengals a lot these past couple weeks. I really like the young core that re- they're starting to build over there. But the money with plus 220, I mean – or plus 188, I just I got to go with Raiders right now, Raiders money line. Um, I'm also looking at a Darren Waller anytime touchdown. On top of kind of Derek Carr showing off why he's a veteran in this league and going over his passing yards. Yesterday I found that for plus 954 on FanDuel. And honestly, if the script says it's a Raiders win, I really feel like that has a good possibility of happening. I was going to pose that question too, not to cut you off, Andrew, but I can you can lead into your point with this. Are you guys convinced that Waller really gives them an added weapon to put them over the edge against Cincinnati, or does it really matter that much? Absolutely. He gives them a big weapon. He's he's very tall. He's been making 50-50 ball catches all year. He's been open all year. He's Yeah, he's a big weapon for them. I don't know about you guys. I was rooting for a tie, so I didn't want this matchup to happen, but it is happening. I'm going with the Raiders. Derek's going to have a great game, but I'm more focused on the running backs. If you want to parlay Mixon and Jacobs, they're both going to get touchdowns. They're both going to run for a lot of yards. Not a bad pick. Yeah, so I'm going with the Raiders as a uh, de facto Raiders fan as well. Okay. Yeah, like you were saying about the Waller thing, I definitely think that he has a big impact on the game. I think that Darren or Darren uh, Derek Carr kind of sees him as a safety blanket, and he kind of knows that if he needs a bailout, like Darren Waller, the guy is like 6'7", 300 pounds. I mean, he is a tight end wide receiver kind of combination so any matchup is you know in his advantage so I definitely think that they'll try to get him the ball as much as possible I don't see why he shouldn't have 12 targets this game yeah absolutely I mean his numbers should be up there but you also got to look at it Renfro's been that guy for Carr these last let's just say seven weeks so familiarity in that regard Carr might fall on the Renfro in those situations but just knowing that he's got two guys now he can rely on when he really his back's up against the wall it's great for the Raiders yeah, yeah. Don't, don't count out Zay Jones too he's always yeah. open he's, uh, always he's open. a speed demon and he can get open and not to just take you know the side of the Raiders because I do really think the Bengals have a talented team but 
this just seems like kind of a welcome to the NFL type of game for Joe Burrow and a young squad like that. You yeah, know, they're, they're not seasoned yet. Exactly. They're going up against a guy that's seen the playoffs before. He knows what it takes to win a wild card game. So I think that just for that reason and just because of, you know, the youth of the Bengals, I'm going to take the Raiders in this one. I think that's a great way to sum it up, how we all feel. We're all in the Raiders. So let's move to the next game. Looking at New England versus Buffalo. Going to be the third time these teams have played each other this year. I'm truly excited for this one because it's rare that teams play that third buffer game. They split the first two matchups, one being that wacky weather game, which we all watched in Buffalo, really was the most boring game of the year probably. Absolutely. And then they played not too long ago in Foxborough where the Bills made up for that loss with a big offensive performance. I'm torn, but I'm going to take Buffalo minus 205 on the money line, parlay that with a Josh Allen anytime rushing touchdown, and a Bills win by 1-13 to 13 points. I think it's inevitable that they play close because of the familiarity between the two teams. But with the weather in Buffalo due to be freezing cold, I think Josh Allen's got to find a way to get across the goal line with his own feet. So that's what I'm going to take. And when I did that on Wednesday, it was around plus 538 on the odds. That could have changed in the meantime. Yeah, so for me, I'm, I'm going to go with the Bills. I have no interest in this game. I think I was telling you guys that. It's just, for some reason, these teams are too similar. It's the third time they've played. I just kind of think... Well, what am I even watching here? I'm. It's a playoff game, so I'm going to watch it. But I'm going with the Bills because of the running game. Last week, they actually had their best running game by far. Devin Singletary, I think, had two touchdowns. Give him another one. And Diggs, anytime touchdown as well. They, they've been running with Josh Allen way too much. They're going to run with their running backs this game. They've got a three-headed monster, I say in air quotes, because they're, none of them are really off the charts good. But I'm going with the Bills. Running game going to be big, so make sure you bet on that. It's really interesting that you know you say you don't have interest in this game because I find this to be one of the most interesting games of the weekend. Like something about the Patriots this season just really appeals to me, and kind of the fact that they still are the evil empire that we all have known them to be. So just for that reason, on the contrary to both of your picks, I'm going to take Billy B and New England Patriots at plus 164. Future Giants coach? Future Giants coach Bill Belichick? Is that dude, what we're talking about? Former and future? <laughs> yeah, former. I I was say, former and future. Coordinator. Former and future. I mean, that would be pretty crazy. But getting back on target, I was going to ask Matt, you, you're basically rolling with the Patriots because of that defense, right? And Bill Belichick, that savviness? Absolutely. I think that the just because, like you were saying, it's going to be another cold-weather game. Um, I really think that the Patriots just kind of know what it takes to win these types of games. And we've seen that the Bills could kind of underwhelm this season. And this isn't just your typical wild card game that we're rolling into. These are two of the top premier offenses in the league. So whether Mac Jones could kind of come out and produce and limit his turnovers that's really going to be yeah the that's where i think it all comes me. down to absolutely i really i'm not sure how it's going to go down but i like the patriots and for what they've built this season i think that the plus 164 could be a steal yeah, going nice. into uh your uh your birds so we got the oh, eagles yeah, taking baby. on the tampa bay buccaneers one o'clock sunday how we feel? I'll, I'll go first, right. yeah, because, uh, again, this is a game. I, a lot of these games, I'm just like, all right, I know what's going to happen. I, the Buccaneers are going to they're gonna play a close game. Anybody who thinks the Eagles are going to get blown out is stupid. The Buccaneers just don't do that, unless they're playing the Panthers, apparently. But they don't blow teams out, and they're not going to. Last year, this exact game happened. It was just with the Washington football team. They're going to play a close game throughout the entire game. Late interception, probably by thrown by Hurts. Brady's going to win it. Simple as that. I mean, ultimately, I don't have much to bet on this one because we kind of know they're not going to blow them out. The line's eight and a half. I wouldn't bet that. 
I would just if you're gonna bet, I guess the Buccaneers money line, but you're not gonna make anything. So yeah, it's not really a sexy pick, and I defer to you for a reason because it's gonna pain me to say these next few phrases that come out of my mouth. But I'm on the Bucks here, and it's purely because I just can't bet against Brady in the playoffs. I know that they're depleted on the offensive side of the ball, but I just think he finds a way to get it done. Right now, they're sitting at minus 370 on the money line. And as I just said to you, Andrew, not a sexy pick whatsoever, but I'd feel good taking them at plus 140, which is where they sat Wednesday, to win by 1 to 13 points. That line could have moved, but I'm sure that's still plus money. If you're looking to spice that up, I'd suggest adding Gronk as an anytime touchdown scorer because of the fact that the offense is depleted. Brady and him have such a history together, and he's going to rely on him, just like we were saying with Carr relying on Waller and Renfro in situations where his back's up against the wall. Absolutely, yeah. I'm definitely uh, agreeing with the Rob Gronkowski part of that. Like we said with Carr, uh, he's a safety blanket. We know that without Chris Godwin, obviously no Antonio Brown anymore, Tom Brady's going to be looking at Gronk kind of as that peanut butter and jelly connection we've seen all these years. And, you know, honestly, I'm not a big fan of this game from a money line perspective. Um, but to disagree with Andrew, I do like the Eagles spread in this one. I think eight and a half points is pretty generous. And I think this is going to be a closer game than most people anticipate, um, especially with Tampa Bay missing some pieces. So I like the Eagles spread in combination with the Gronkowski anytime touchdown score. That came out to plus 398 for me. Um, I feel like that could happen relatively easily. I was also looking to take Jalen Hurts over rushing yards, but that wasn't available at the time. If I can find that, I would definitely like to add that in there as well because Tampa's front four is kind of depleted in the past couple weeks. So we've seen that they're human, and Tampa Bay bleeds too. I don't think the Eagles have enough talent to win this game, but, I mean, it was an impressive season in what was supposed to be a rebuilding year. So for them to come out, and I think they're going to keep it close. I'm going to take the Eagles spread and a Gronk touchdown in this one. I feel like an actual shithead because I'm the only one sitting in this room that's an Eagles fan, and I think I've given them the least chance to win this game. But I just, I mean, I'm on the bus. I mean, I, I, I don't think that they're going to, I don't think they're going to win. I really don't think they have a great chance to win, but I think that this was a really, they took that next step this year when it could have taken two or three more years. No doubt. You know? I'm proud so, of the birds. And that's, absolutely. I want to make that clear. Yeah, I'm proud I, of where I we're at. Kinda, I don't know if I gave them no chance, but I kind of said like, hey, the Buccaneers are, they're going to win the game, but I could. The thing yeah, but you said it'd be close, right? Yeah, the which thing, is why I don't think it's going to be. The close, crazy really. thing about it for me is he said he disagrees with me about the spread. I could see them losing by seven, which is within the eight and a half, or I could also see them losing by ten. That's the only two scores that have kind of been in my head through all this. They could lose the game, uh, let's say thirty-five twenty-eight. They could lose the game twenty-one, uh, uh, not twenty-one, twenty to ten. Like this could be a ten-point game, seven-point game. I'm not like any other way. I'm thinking about it. So it's either going to be barely under the spread or barely over it. So I don't really know how to bet that. But let's lead us into my favorite, personal favorite game of Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, I'm Niners Cowboys. It's everybody's. Everybody hates the Cowboys. Let's be honest. You're a Philly fan. Yeah, I mean, I certainly fucking hate them. I hate them. Even though we beat them, the Packers, I hate them. And the Niners, I also personally hate because they've, kind of beating the Packers a lot in the big moments. So personally don't want to face the Niners. Prefer to face the Cowboys. What was it thirty eight to three in that playoff game a few It was years like ago? it was I think it was thirty eight to ten. I think we got a garbage you time touchdown. Don't shoot. give don't give Aaron Rodgers no he got a touchdown in a game. He'll never go touchdownless again. But no, um the Niners I, I want I don't want to play them, but I could see them winning this game. I feel really good about them. I'm thinking this game goes to overtime. I'm also taking Debo Samuel. I always I love overtime games, you know me. Um, 
And I always, I'm going with two touchdowns for Debo Samuel. I'm very comfortable with the fact Trevon Diggs is not covering him. It's not going to work. And they just scheme him so well. Yeah, he's a weapon rush. out of the backfield, he'll too. E- yeah, he'll either rush or he'll catch a couple touchdowns. It's going to be... It's going to be a good game. I got the Niners winning in overtime. Yeah, I absolutely think if there was a team that I would hop on the bandwagon for before the postseason officially starts this week, it's the San Francisco 49ers. And I was pretty up on them last week playing the Rams. But to be honest, uh, their money line this week is going to be my lock of the week. Uh, Plus 128, I absolutely have fallen in love with this 49ers team over the past month and a half, two months. Um, It's an absolute steal for me. I really think that the Cowboys are not as good as everybody else thinks that they are. I think that they do have a lot of offensive weapons, but the Niners' defense, finding that consistency and limiting Dak's downfield plays, if they could find a way to really do that while also preventing turnovers from Jimmy G, I mean, the versatility of their offense between Debo, Mitchell, Ayuk, that's not even talking about George Kittle, who's a top three tight end of the league. I mean, it really just comes down to their quarterback play, and if Jimmy G could avoid those turnovers and you could even use you know Trey area lance you know you got him back there that's kind of an ace in your sleeve i really like the 49ers versatility and i think that they just kind of have too big of a playbook for the cowboys to handle and it's a really young defense that we've seen the cowboys roll out there this season so i'm gonna go with the 49ers money line at plus 128 and i'm gonna match that with a Debo Samuel anytime touchdown, and that's going to be my lock of the week for this wild card weekend. Very cool. And I think you guys both posed some great points when it comes to the 49ers and the advantages that they have going for them this week. I'm right in the same corner with you guys, and this is kind of where I saved my soul after picking against my own team in the Eagles because, as I mentioned, I just fucking hate the Cowboys. And 49ers have won four of their last five games rolling into the playoffs. I just don't think that there's any – Matt, you posed a great point too in terms of their versatility on offense. Shanahan's got an endless playbook, and I think going against a fairly – not like the Cowboys team with McCarthy and that coaching staff, they haven't gelled a lot. They've only been together for, what, two seasons now? They yeah, haven't half really, a season, like half one and a half seasons. Yeah, and it's on record how many ridiculous decisions that – um, excuse me, the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, McCarthy, McCarthy oh, yeah. and the Cowboys have made all season. It. So I think that paired with the versatility on offense for the 49ers gives the Niners the edge. I like the George Kittle touchdown too. The other day I had them at plus 128 on the money line, one to 13 point victory, and a George Kittle anytime touchdown was right around like 521. So it's probably in that same vicinity now. And I feel really good about that. So yeah. it seems like we're all on the 49ers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Wait, think that they're due for a big game like this. I mean, Kittle, you have it in your notes here. Kittle hasn't scored a, in his last four Gosh. regular season games. I mean, I could see he's him due. going for two or three. Yeah, he's due. Like, he's just that dominant of a player. And I think, you know, you got a rookie over on the other side with Micah Parsons. I think this is kind of going to be George Kittle, you know, baptizing him in the league in a uh, in a playoff game. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. You guys kind of scared me off my pick. The one thing I like about the Niners is, like, they're the underdogs. Nobody, like, uh, everybody's kind of talking, like, hey, Dallas is a bigger team. You guys kind of scared me off of it. I thought I was going to be the only one going with San Francisco. Now I'm kind of like, do I want to pick them? Everybody thinks they're going to win now. I don't know about that. I get where you're coming from, but I think that's kind of, like, how all of America feels right now. It just feels like it's meant to be. Yeah, you know what it kind of reminds me of? You know, like, in March Madness, you'll have, like, a four playing a 13, and everybody's like, hey, that 13 can win that game. Yeah. But then this 13, they can't win their game. And then that team winds up winning, and everybody was betting on this 13 seed. 
that's what you're kind of making me think of. Like everybody's betting this underdog. Because you really, I feel like there's no happy medium with the Cowboys. You either entirely like the Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl, or you think the Cowboys are just completely fraudulent and yeah, they're really crap. up and down. Well, yeah, exactly. I, I personally would love to see them make it to the NFC Championship and and for Green Bay to break their hearts again, but I don't think they're going to. Yeah, I wouldn't I hate Green Bay kicking their ass, but yeah, I'm with Matt. I just <laughs> don't want to see them even make it. I get no it. No, su- no because success their for fans, them. Their fans are absolutely insufferable when they yeah. win a game, let alone a playoff game. So Seriously. Speaking of insufferable fans, that leads us into the next game coming with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're talking about their fans, right? The Steelers? Yeah. Yes. Their Steeler fans, fans are tough, yes. Yeah. Steeler the fans Chiefs are fans don't really brutal. exist. No, honestly. yeah, Chiefs fans, I mean, they're in the Midwest. <laughs> like, nobody really cares about them. But Steelers fans are brutal, and honestly... I am not taking their side. I'm putting them in the mud this week. I think it's going to be an absolute blowout. Um, I'm taking Kansas City. I mean, I'm taking the spread, 12.5 points. I think it's going to be a two-touchdown game pretty easily. I could see it being a two-touchdown game in the first half, honestly. So I'll take that by 12.5 and kind of mix that maybe with a Tyree Kale or Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. But besides that, I really am not a big fan of this game. For it being a 8-15 game, like, come on, you know, throw a dog a bone and give us something a little bit better. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's a joke that this is a primetime game. This, honestly, I said this to my father, this should be where the Raider game is. Like, nobody, like, they're big-name teams. Nobody gives a crap. We literally saw this game happen. I don't know if you guys watched. They played, what, over the Christmas break? They played, like... They yeah, played, Kansas City whooped their ass. They kicked the shit out of them. So let's be honest. Who thinks that's not going to happen again? Like, I think it could be another 30-point game. Like, Big Ben said it yesterday. We have no shot to win. I don't think he was just trying to be, like, sarcastic. No, I no, think he really actually no feels like they have no yeah, shot to screwed. win. I think Vegas feels the same way because as I'm looking at FanDuel right now, and just to preface this for everyone listening, lines change, as you sports bettors know. So when we're giving you guys information, it might not be the exact same when you go to visit your betting app, but it will be relatively in that ballpark. But this game specifically, nothing has changed. Still at 12.5 on the spread, still at plus 500 and minus 700 respectively on the money line, and still at over-under of 46. So Vegas clearly sees no change in this game. They, they know. Yeah, They're they just know like, this Kansas is going to be gonna an absolute. Yeah, yeah I think it's kind of affair. a respect thing in my thing. I don't think they want to make it like a 13, 14-point spread because it's a playoff game. Like They want people to still watch it. And oh, yeah, it. Like, absolutely. They don't wanna... And that's exactly why but I think here's... the spread is the best option yeah, here. Here's what I want every listener to do. Just take the alternate spread of like twenty eight. This, this game's gonna be terrible. All right, I'm telling you, they're gonna put them. They're gonna. They did it to them like three weeks ago, and not much has changed. I don't know if you watched the Raven Steelers game. They couldn't move the ball, and the Ravens have the practice squad playing defense right now. Like they couldn't move the ball on them. Chiefs defense been really good lately, so I don't see a chance for the Steelers. I mean. To say the Chiefs' defense has been really good lately might be an overstatement because they kind of looked shaky against Denver in that last game. Other, Well, I don't know if they looked shaky as if they were already looking ahead. Like, Maybe, I, I think but in, they still had their guys on the field. No, I get it, but I think they were looking ahead because even I was. like Tennessee, I thought, was going to – they were kicking the crap out of Houston. Like They thought, hey, we're going to be the two seed. We can't really do much. Even if we win this game, we're not doing much. So my thought was like they were kind of looking ahead. Still won the game. But – other. With the exception of that Bengals game, their defense was like one of the best in the NFL toward the end of the season. So I don't see how Big Ben's get, and Big Ben can't throw. Big Ben's throws are like on the ground. Yeah, he looks every like time. Rivers at the end of his career. No, seriously, it's pretty floaters sad. to the sidelines. So no, yeah, let's just recap where we're at though, because yeah. I don't think I actually got my bets out. So if you guys want to let you guys let the fans know where you're going on that, and then I'll 
finish it up. Yeah, like I said, I'm just going to be going with the Chiefs spread here. That's really all I see that appeals to me in this game. Uh, I think it's going to be a get-right game for their offense, and they're just going to kind of, unfortunately for the rest of the AFC, they're just going to kind of tweak and tune up their offense and fix what they want to fix and kind of a warm-up for everybody else. So, Chief spread for me. Word. Well, no, I'm completely serious. I want everybody to take an alternate spread of at least 21. Like it's it's going to be ugly in my eyes. Like I don't see a shot that the Chiefs. That and they do you know what the odds are? All, I that? I don't know what the odds are, but they're probably pretty good because I don't think alternate sweat us uh, sorry spreads are really that popular. But in this situation, why not? Like I think the spread is just being respectful to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean it's a playoff game, so I think they're expecting Pittsburgh to not lay a literal egg like they're gonna do something but here's my thing playoff teams playing playoff games that's not a playoff team the chargers that was a playoff team this really they didn't deserve in a sense the chargers didn't earn their spot i mean all right chargers aren't in the playoffs so that's kind of off topic but let me just tell you guys out there i'm going with them to cover the 12 and a half points win by 14 plus and for them to lead at halftime and at the end of the game altogether not flashy but plus 107 it's some way to make money on that game because otherwise you're going to be betting minus odds. And save your money for the Niners. Yeah, Prime exactly. Time game too. <laughs> or yeah, save your money for game. this next game, the final game of Super Wild Card Weekend. Probably Super the one Wild I'm Card most Weekend. excited for behind that 49ers-Cowboys game. Arizona going to visit LA Rams. Give me the Cardinals over the Rams. These NFC West games are always wild, but I just believe the Cardinals have looked like the more consistent team all season. Both teams split victories. Each squad getting a win on the opponent's side. But Stafford struggles lately with the turnovers. He added two more last week. I just I can't confidently put my stake in the Rams. So considering those three things, I feel comfortable taking the Cardinals on the road. I feel good at one plus, plus 158 on the money line. But if you're looking to increase that payout, maybe consider taking them plus 210 to win by 1 to 13 points or at plus 750 to win by 14 plus. If you want to add even more to that, the over seems like a safe bet in this game too. But I'm on the Cardinals. Yeah, in my eyes, I, I I feel bad for the Cardinals. If they had just won their game, they would have been hosting this game. But unfortunately, they're not. So I'm taking star power in this one. We talked about it before we started. Uh, I'm big on Odell this week. I think he's going to score at least a touchdown, maybe even two, because I think everybody's going to focus on Cooper Cup. Odell's a, a star. Like He's actually a really great player, always open. So I think he's going to hit him a lot. And I'm going with the Rams in this one relatively confidently. It's it's not my lock of the week, but I'm confident in it because the Cardinals are still young. They, I mean, I know they're getting J.J. Watt back, but how healthy is he going to be? I don't think they're going to be able to pressure Stafford enough in this game. And if you can't pressure him, he's not going to make mistakes. So I'm taking the Rams, and I'm also taking Odell anytime touchdown. Man, uh, you know, this game really had me on the fence, so I – can see exactly where both of you guys are coming from but I'm gonna have to agree a little bit more with Steven on this one because the Stafford inconsistency is just it's too much for me to ignore these past couple weeks um I do really think that the Rams have a lot of weapons and I'm not sure is Cam Akers playing this week he's fully that's an excellent question if if he's back too I I mean they have a ton of weapons man I really think that if Stafford can limit those turnovers, we could see an absolute, uh, you know, clinic from their offense. But that is just not something I would put my money on right now with the way it's been the past month. Um, for that reason, I think Arizona plus four, along with the Kyler Murray anytime touchdown, is going to be my pick for this game. I think Arizona is talented enough to keep it close. I'm not entirely sure if they win 
Therefore, I'm not going to be touching the money line situation. But in order to see success for the Cardinals, they're going to need to limit Cooper Cup, obviously. And I think Kyler is going to have to be an absolute superstar. And I don't just mean a franchise player. I mean, he's going to have to come out and he's going to have to look like a top three quarterback in this league if you want to beat a defense like the Rams. No doubt. And I think it kind of just goes with what we've been saying all day, these quarterbacks that are slightly unproven in the playoffs, it's going to come down to them. It's going to come down to the Joe Burrows of the world. It's going to come down to the Jalen Hurts of the world. He's probably got the biggest fight to fight. And it's going to come down to the Kyler Murrays of the world to get their teams over the hump. These teams don't necessarily have that much experience in the playoffs as a unit. So it's always quarterback play at the end of the day. And I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting because this is kind of the new era of quarterbacks. And this is where, you know, these guys' legacies are made. You know, this is where Eli made his legacy back in 2011, 12. Like these are, that's where this happens. So I'm really interested because I think Kyler Murray has that type of ability. Um, I'm not sure if DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a full go, but I think that if they can get some of their weapons going, if they could get James Conner rolling again the way they had him in the last few games of the regular season, I think that the Cardinals could really compete, and I think that their spread is really uh, kind of mis- misconceding because plus four on the Rams, I think the Rams are going to keep this one relatively close. Yeah, I, well, I would have one question for FanDuel, and that would be if the Cardinals had won their game, would this have been a one-point spread in, for the Rams? Like, if, if the Cardinals were hosting this game, would we still be saying the Rams were going to win? Like, did that did last week make that big of a difference? Does hosting this game make that big of a difference? Because I just watched the Rams in a packed stadium. That place was loud. Blow a lead that I've never seen them blow before. That That would be my question was, why is this spread the way that it is? Does last week mean that much? Because they just blew a big lead at home against a team that they had iced. So I, I don't know if I don't know if that makes a huge difference on the spread, but I don't agree with a plus four spread. Maybe two, maybe one, but I don't get it. Yeah, Why I, are the Rams I saw it, and I definitely thought that they were being a little too generous yeah. to the Rams. It's very interesting. Um, I just think the, it's home field advantage. Yeah, but then then that's what I'm saying. Would you be giving them a one-point spread had it been the Cardinals? Because everybody says home field's three points, and I get it, whatever. But they just blew a lead at home to a division rival that they had iced and they were knocking out of the playoffs. Like, you can't tell me the Rams had sat and saw the Cardinals score and was like, all right, we don't need to win this game. They wanted to knock the, the, the 49ers out. So I really don't know what the spread is in this situation. And I, But I do know Matthew Stafford's going to be very excited because he has not played a playoff game in... In a while, being stuck there. In Detroit, yeah, so, so let's see if he either shits the bed or he oh. comes to play, because that's really where it's at. They made all of these moves for him to come in here and yeah. perform. They made so all these moves. It's a lot of pressure, seat. man. A lot of pressure in a big, big game. Monday night, eight o'clock. That's prime time. As prime time as it gets. Super. So I am very excited for that. Yeah, one. I'm rip roaring for this whole wild card weekend. Super. I, wild I mean, card I think we weekend. really just laid it out, though. Quarterback play is going to determine it all at the end of the day. Absolutely. It Absolutely. always does. And, and nobody will tell you that. It always does. Always the quarterbacks. I get you. You can have a great running game. If your quarterback's Ben Roethlisberger, this is the situation you're going to be in. None of us think they're going to win. Nobody anywhere thinks they're going to win. They have one of the best running backs in the league. Look at the Colts right now. The Colts should be in the playoffs. I mean, you saw Carson Wentz. You've seen him a lot more than any of us. He was horrible this weekend. I mean, he was embarrassing. So no matter what your running game is, Quarterbacks matter. This is where quarterbacks come to play. And that's exactly why, uh, also leading into my lock of the week, 
that's why with the 49ers, it's going to be so detrimental that they limit their turnovers. Um, that is going to be my pick for going towards my record. My lock of the week is going to be the 49ers money line. I was going to ask you guys, do you have a pick this week that you are confident in saying that that's going to be your lock? So yeah, I didn't mention it. I don't, I was going to do the Chiefs, but that just seems like easy. So I'm actually going to lock in and take a gamble here. I'm going to lock in the Raiders winning the game. No like spread or anything. I'm just going to say Raiders winning the game. That's my lock this week. I will probably fail. You really okay? Well, that's just because I don't want to do the char- uh, the Chiefs game because that's like no, that's yeah, easy. absolutely. I like agree. if, if I wanted to take a lock of the week, I'd always take the easiest games. But I don't want to do that. I want to take something. No, like yeah, we're all about the- hot controversial yeah. takes on this pod. So the I Dark definitely car agree for that the that's win a- on yeah. this super wild card weekend. What about you, Steve? Yeah, my lock of the week would be Buffalo. I'm going to take Buffalo and that parlay I had laid out with them. On the money line, winning by one of 13 points and a Josh Allen anytime rushing touchdown, plus 538 in that ballpark. I feel good about it. Nice. Okay. So coming back next week, we will uh, you know, hold these records to our names and kind of build on that and see where we go as the playoffs continue. Uh, moving on into the National Basketball Association, we just want you guys to know that the NBA is such an everyday sport that covering every game the way we do the NFL would be simply impossible. With that being said, us here at Moneyline Madness are still determined to make sure you guys can get knowledgeable bets in on these games. NBA bets on air will be focused more around player props with occasional marquee matchup money lines, you know, such as Bucks versus Warriors tonight, while picks on the undercard matchups, kind of like the Magic and Wizards, can be found on our Twitter during days that episodes are not being released. So one thing that I really wanted to touch on before we dabbled too much in the NBA and kind of the analytical world of basketball is just how crazy the NBA can get. So obviously everybody knows the COVID situation in the league um, is kind of out of control right now. With that happening, Vegas also doesn't necessarily know the exact lines to put out there. So we're going to be looking to take advantage of those kind of mess ups from them. We're going to be looking for cheeky player props. You know, last night was a Mason Plumley over five and a half rebounds. Free cash. Absolute free cash. So it's going to be plays like that that we're really going to be focusing on. And we're going to be dabbling in the money lines as well. I know that games like Bucks Warriors, people really want to hear about who we think is going to win. So personally, I think the Warriors, but that's for another day. Um, I'm going to ride with you know, these uh, player props and kind of take that for as much as we can until we see that those aren't working anymore and we kind of got to build off of that. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm I'm more on that too as well, but I think for this game tonight, the Bucks Warriors, I am going to pick the Bucks. Surpri- really? A little surprise, a little surprise. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bucks. Yeah, tonight we got, you know, a few matchups. Looking out West, Western Conference-wise, uh, we got Minnesota and Memphis, LA and New Orleans. Uh, Oklahoma City is taking on Brooklyn. Uh, really, the only two Eastern Conference teams playing tonight are Brooklyn and Oklahoma City. And then uh, the Bucks are playing Golden State. But besides that, we have all Western Conference matchups ending with Portland and Denver. Um, really, not too many specific players I liked tonight. Uh, one thing that I was looking at was Nikola Jokic. I mean, the guy is just an absolute stud, and he is just a stat sheet filler night in and night out. So... 
Portland doesn't really have many bigs. I'm looking for him to kind of take advantage of the mismatches down there. So for his player props, I would be taking his over in the rebounds and points categories kind of all day. Yeah, I found a good one. Um, I'm looking through the Minnesota-Memphis game. As a uh, Georgia guy, I'm going with Anthony Edwards. The over-under on his points is 21.5. I'd go over on that one. I feel like every game he can kind of get open and, and just score. I love Anthony Edwards. Points. Huge fan I of Anthony Edwards. Yeah, no, I definitely love his game. And I think that Minnesota team, as they kind of learn to gel and play together and yeah. develop, I think they're going to be really exciting. They can that hit. matchup is yeah. actually pretty enticing, you know, the more I look at it between them and Memphis. Mm-hmm. Memphis has been on a roll. John Morant is worked himself into the MVP conversation the yeah, past I like, month. I feel like every night I'm seeing him on Bleacher Report over and over making a crazy they, play. They do kind of, you know, yeah, obsess they, they over him a little bit. A little bit. But I definitely think that he is worth a lot of the hype. Yeah. So I, I like that game. I'm definitely going to be tuning in. Um, yeah, I, I'll I'll agree with an Anthony Edwards player yeah. prop there. I'm thinking Minnesota hits uh, 500 tonight, 21 and 21. That's a big accomplishment for them. People don't understand that. Okay. All right, Steve, any, any thoughts on tonight's NBA? Yeah, so I'm looking at it right now. Obviously, I'm on the Golden State Warriors plus 102. I just think they're really good. And with Steph and Clay playing healthy now, Draymond's healthy. I just, I mean, they're really good. Dude, and I'm picking them plus 102. I also like them plus one and a half. And then going down the list, I think I like Oklahoma City too over Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn back to back. Plus 250. Against the Bulls last night. That was a taxing game. You know, teams like that, they take the life out of you. The Bulls are really defensive oriented and they were in Chicago. So for Brooklyn to go from Chicago and then fly into New York tonight to play Oklahoma City. And I feel like OKC is one of those teams that's been kind of upsetting Vegas all year. You know, they beat the Lakers multiple times this year in absolute blowouts. And breaking news of the pod, the Knicks have just acquired Cam Reddish. <laughs> Wait, excuse me? Yeah, Are you kidding? breaking news into the pod for. Uh, Are we serious? 2022. Unprotected first, uh, round, unprotected first round. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Look at the Knicks. What a very excited now. <laughs> wow. For nothing? Uh, it's it just says a 2021 first round unprotected uh, protected. Wow, dude. Wow. Well, we got a little off track there, but how about that? Man, I mean, moment. what a better time for that to happen while we're talking Couldn't about have. the NBA. Have to. I mean, I know we're mainly talking about bets here, but wow, that's big news. Um, yeah, wow, In- that's interesting, insane. Um, continuing off of that, <laughs> yeah. that talk about the Oklahoma City game, they've kind of been disappointing Vegas all year, so. I think that they could find a way to, you know, slip in that spread right there. And they're going to be big underdogs tonight. So Oklahoma City spread is something I could definitely hop on with you there, Steve. Absolutely. The, the Nets kind of feel like a team like they they played really tough yesterday. Tonight's just going to be a night where they're going to be like, whatever. Kind of like. Yeah, they're, the, exactly. They're home. So yeah. Kyrie isn't playing. Yeah. Oh, you know, oh. so it's going to it's going to have Poor to be team. a KD and uh, Harden masterclass. And not that I, I can't see it happening, but coming on a back to back, that's just it's tough. It really is tough, yeah. especially when you're that good of a team. It's kind of like, all right, what are we even playing here? For? Seriously. Yeah. Without one of our best players. Unfortunately. Yeah. So not a bit too big of a slate tonight. Uh, five NBA games. Tomorrow it kind of, and over the weekend, obviously, it kind of picks up a lot more. Like I said, our picks for those games can be found on Twitter in addition to some more player props. Uh, do you guys have any more uh, thoughts on the NBA or want to recap? I would just else? say my parlay for tonight's games would be Golden State plus 102 on the money line. Give me the under in the Timberwolves-Grizzlies game. Give me Oklahoma City money line plus 250 and 
Give me Nuggets minus ten and a half over Portland. Okay. All right. I like that. Yeah, I made it clear that the Anthony Edwards over twenty one and a half is is my main uh, NBA bet, but also the Bucks. I'm going with the upset tonight, and um, yeah, that's really all I have for uh, the NBA. I just we'll find our stuff on Twitter. We'll make sure we put some stuff on Twitter, and uh, I hope everybody enjoys the NBA this weekend and Super Wildcard Weekend. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening. This has been episode two of the Moneyline Madness podcast. I'm Matt Cherico. That was Andrew Brucato, Steven Anderson alongside. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you on Tuesday. Go dogs. Peace.